My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast. We have got a phenomenal interview for you in this episode with Max Homa. Now, if you're not familiar with Max Homa, he's played on the PGA Tour. He's had quite a run on the Web.com Tour, two-time winner. Great college career, member of the Walker Cup team, and just a funny, funny dude. Great Twitter follow at MaxHoma23 if you're not already. And we sit down with Max and we talk about his progression as a player, moving through the Web.com Tour, moving to the PGA Tour, getting back out on the Web.com Tour. What PGA Tour friend of his is most like Dwight Schrute and... How to pick up girls on tour with a phone number on a golf ball. Pretty good stuff here for Max Homa. He's a fantastic listen. You will not regret it. Before we get to the interview, I do have to let you guys know the holidays are always around the corner, right? And if you got if you got to go to the holiday stuff with your with your wife, with your significant other, whatever it may be, they're gonna want you to look good. Okay? If you need to look good, we got help for you. It's leadberry.com slash tour junkies. L-E-D-B-U-R-Y dot com slash tour junkies is the site, guys. If you want to get a high quality dress shirt, European quality fabrics, a good, a good slim fit or traditional fit option, whatever you like. The fabrics are well made. You can easily return something if you don't get the size you need or it's just not quite the way that you needed it to look. Fantastic company, Pat and myself have a Leadberry shirt or two in the closet. Our wives love it. We love it. You don't have to iron the thing. It's pretty, it's it's super low maintenance, right? So if you go to leadberry.com slash tour junkies, put in tour junkies, all one word, in the promo code box at checkout. Leadberry is offering 20% off to all of our listeners on their first order. 20% off on your first order if you are a tour junkies subscriber. So check that out. Uh, thanks to those guys for supporting the podcast. So for now, enjoy the interview with Max Homa. You will not regret this download. Here you go. What's up, golf addicts? It is the Tour Junkies podcast, and we're excited to have a brand new guest on the podcast with us this week. Uh, we've been talking to this guy for a little while, trying to get him on. He's a great interview. He's a great golfer, young talent. Um, he, he's been uh, he's been grinding here lately. He's 26 years old, born in Los Angeles, and, and likely the the only podcast guest we've ever had to wake up early enough, like probably before the sun, to hop on this interview. Max Toma, we appreciate you getting up, man. I, I know it's bright and early over there, but uh, I mean, if you can't get up for the Tour Junkies podcast, I'm not really sure what, what, what you can get up for, right? No, that, that's exactly right. Um, I'm running on pure adrenaline, um, <laughs> just being able to be on the pod. So uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for having me on, uh, although it is a bit early. <laughs> nah, man, we appreciate it. Happy early birthday, too, by the way. Turned 27 this week, right? Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, no, nice. I don't think I'm any longer the uh, young uh, talent. I think I'm becoming just uh, something. No, just maybe yeah, a little but, bit of talent. Yeah, but you know what? Like, I, I did a little Google searching uh, in preparation for this, and you know, we're going to get to something related to this later, but if you look at your Google image search, you look the same as you did, like, crying on the golf course when you were a guy at Cal winning the, winning the finals. <laughs> you look exactly the same. So, 27 or 22, I don't really see much difference. You you age well out there in L.A. Um, but, but, Max, you turned pro in, like, 2014. You've won twice on the web.com, had a stint on the PGA Tour, grinding it out right now to get back. Um, your titleist Travis Matthew guy, which is which is cool. Those are two brands I'm a big fan of. Big Dodgers fan, Lakers fan. Played golf at Cal, like I mentioned. Won nationals as a senior. Member of the Walker Cup team. Just a uh, a pretty good golf career so far, man. And and I think I think you're on the up and up. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about what's going on in your life right now with Q School first? Let's let's talk about that and and tell us how that even works. 
Because I, I don't think a lot of people even understand how Q school works. Yeah. Um, man, you made it sound really like I'm really good. Thank you very much. I need you that. are. You, um, yeah, man. No worries. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I just got through second stage of Q school a week or so ago. Um, so now there's a final stage, uh, and final stage is the first week of December. Uh, back. I was the first year in 2014 that uh, Q-School no longer went straight to the PJ Tour, um, which was fine at the time I was bummed, but it actually makes a lot of sense. So uh, people think that there's no longer Q-School. There's still the exact same format for the most part. Now at final stage, um, everyone there gets some sort of web status, although if you're not uh, part of the top 44 who get full or pretty much full status, uh, you probably won't play. But uh, at least you get, I think, a few of the benefits that uh, that the full web guys do. Um, but yeah, so you, like I said, it's four rounds now, not six. Uh, and top 44 and ties uh, get full, pretty much full status through uh, this next uh, upcoming web season. So that's kind of what I'm going for. Uh, I have past champion status. It's not great. You pretty much will just play, uh, for the most part, the tournaments you've won. Um, so that's why, you know, you want to go back there and try to try to get as good a status as you possibly can. So when you get to the final stage and you got to finish top 44, how many guys are in that? Uh, I don't know exactly because, uh, it's, it's basically, there were five. Yeah. Yeah. There were five, uh, second stage sites and about 20 people got through each site, but then there's a, a, you know, another chunk of people that were exempt through two final stage, you know, through gotcha. either, uh, you know, the web or the EGA tour or whatever it was. Uh, so there's, I, I, I think if I remember right, when I did this the first time, there were about 150 ish. Uh, so it's not bad odds when you think about it. 44 out of 150 is not bad. I mean, second stage is 20 out of, you know, 90 ish. So it's really not bad odds, but it's a lot of people, two courses and stuff. So it's a lot of kind of work to get done, but, um, could be worse. I, I had to do the one with six rounds, which is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you've been, you've obviously been playing well. Um, where do you like the so when is the final stage and where's it going to be? It's the December 7th to the 10th. It's in Chandler, Arizona. At some, I've never been there, but it's a course called whirlwind. Um, I guess there's two courses there. Uh, I don't know. People say it's good. Uh, they used to do the, the one and, uh, it would bounce back and forth from PJ West and, and Palm Springs and to uh the course they play the honda at out yep. in florida so uh for me personally i mean i if it was in palm springs it'd be great but i did not want to go all the way to florida so i'll take yeah. uh, arizona <laughs> i got a question man L- listen we do this thing we do this thing uh every year we do web.com superlative right and we we take yeah, screenshots of these new guys <laughs> we uh and i was looking at i was looking at your pga tour deal and one of the things i always go to is what you major in in college right and and max can you explain to us what your major of consumer behavior looks like at cal is that a cop-out major uh yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah uh, all right you owned it good yeah uh uc berkeley is a very very difficult school <laughs> and i think um I can't even lie and say that I would have gotten in there without golf. So uh, I got there. I was all of a sudden, I mean, I'm not a bad student by any means, but I got there and I was now part of probably the bottom 15 dumbest people on a 30,000 person campus. And I realized that I might need a little bit of help. So uh, yeah, a lot of athletes do that, do that. It's actually not the easiest major in the world, but what it is, is it's very broad. So you can, um, you can take a lot of different types of classes, uh, which helps c- with the scheduling and stuff. Uh, and right. in all seriousness, cause you have to, it's very hard to get all, we had to be done school every day by 1 PM. Um, that, that was absolutely as late as we could go. So it's, that's pretty hard because a lot of the kids on my team, like, uh, Hagee and, um, uh, Weaver and Joel, my year did the business school, which is as pretty much as good of a, or as hard of a major as you can get, they they all had to redshirt a year because you just can't take those classes when we played. So um, I didn't want to redshirt. I, I wasn't as smart as them. I didn't want to deal with what they dealt with. So I uh, went to my advisor and uh, pretty much saw what all the other athletes were doing. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> hey, man, no, uh, you know, no, no offense here. I mean, I, I did the same thing. Except I wasn't <laughs> even an athlete. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I wasn't even an athlete, which makes it worse. I just wanted to cruise <laughs> to school. So um, that's, that's yeah, no, good on you. I mean, that's I, I never would have thought about the scheduling angle, and I, I think that's that's interesting. So because I always look at these, and I'm like, look at this cop out major, you know, and yeah. and you think, but you, for, I never realized like the expectations on you guys to be done by a certain time. And I mean, I know at my at the school I went to, um, Augusta State, like you didn't if you didn't have a lot of options, you couldn't have made your class schedule look like that. Or if you did, you're taking like nine hours and you're graduating in seven years if you graduate. So, um, exactly. I remember I was at the, the players am in, uh, uh, South Carolina, I think it was. Uh, and we had that day we had, uh, they do what they do for athletes. that is nice is that they block off before pretty much everyone. They block off a time where we can pick our classes first. Um, and so they did that. However, if you weren't a uh, major in that subject by then, there you couldn't take upper class uh, classes at that time. So I remember there was a. Uh, I finished my round. I was going to finish my round around one uh, fifteen uh, or one, and then I was going to have to run to my room and and schedule these these classes because I was you know right at the beginning of the hour. And I I remember I'm playing golf, of course, and you, you're freaking out about your class schedule, and I finish and I sprint to my room. I'm a little bit, you know, after one o'clock, we just went to open and I'm getting all my class. I had a list and I pretty much went like, boom, 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 trying to get my four or five classes I was taking. And my fourth or fifth one doesn't hit. And I'm like, damn it. I was like, ah, okay. I, I, I got to pick a new one. And I hadn't really like done research on it. I'm like, oh, this one seems all right. It's called game theory. I'll put it in. And I remember I was like, okay. And I like, get to school and I'm happy because my schedule's all laid out and get to school. All the other classes are fine. I get into this game theory class, which of course is one I have no no idea about. And I sit down, and there's about the second thing after hello that my teacher said was, um, "So we're going to be using a lot of calculus in this class." And I was like, "Holy Yikes. shit, this is about to be real bad." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh god, <laughs> this isn't good." Yeah. And then you know that turned out to be easily the hardest class I've ever taken in my life, and so my whole plan had backfired at that exact moment. So when you see when you see a football player and they all not all but a lot of them have public relations, you got to give yep. them a little slack. It's not as easy as it sounds to get all these classes done, and you don't want to end up taking a class like I did. Yikes, Max! You just jabbed me. You don't even know my major was public relations. Yeah, hey, I, I, no, I'm not <laughs> jabbing you. I major. say other people jab. Every time I watch on TV and someone comes up no, public no. relations, my friends like, oh, of course, public relations. That's easier. <laughs> it might not be that easy. <laughs> exactly what i took <laughs> that's funny um hey you, you name dropped brandon hagee there i know you played golf with some other guys i know your walker cup teammate with a lot of guys but i also didn't you you played with ben hunt on didn't you yeah for a year yeah you you, you keep in touch with benny on no not really uh um, not really he had a, a different situation in our school he's a really nice guy but he lived off campus um he was only there for a year uh played well with us just i mean we had a very very tight team we we're all really good friends i think we are still pretty good friends um and he it just i mean i don't know if i feel bad for him but he just didn't fit that mold and he played good golf and kind of came in one year and, and bounced so yeah yeah um, yeah I, we didn't really i i don't know a ton about him um we travel a lot together but he wasn't exactly the uh he was a really, really good golfer, but we never really saw him, so it's kind of hard to, to to get too close to him. We um we one of my favorite pastimes is following him on Instagram, and when he posts his caption in South Korean, and then you hit translate on Instagram, <laughs> does it translate kind of, right? Uh, I don't think so. Which is that's what I'm saying. It's kind of fun. So looking at what he yeah, says yeah. and all the comments, it's kind of funny. <laughs> he uh. That was always our friend. He did teach me a little bit of Korean, so I guess I could give him that. There you go. Not that I've been able to use much of it, but right. <laughs> at least he, he tried. Um, I, I just got to, you know, I would assume a low point in your career was the night you lost to Jonathan Bird in 2015 in night golf. Can you tell you us what to you took from... Yeah, I know. Uh, I, 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 we we asked the hard questions that. here on CJ. Yeah, I know. I've been refreshing that. That was so <laughs> tough. But it's not fair, and I told him it wasn't fair because he's already made a hole one in the dark. <laughs> he made a hole one at the Shriners at night, yeah. right before they blew the horn, and then all of a sudden they throw me, who's 
completely a rookie. I'm not a veteran at that. I'm playing a golf course I've never played. They throw some glow sticks on us and pretty much put me up against Tiger 2000, and it just wasn't Please. fair. Wasn't Mac, fair, wait. Man. Max, you can't compare Jonathan Bird to Tiger 2000 on this podcast. Like no, we're not. I'm, ta- I'm talking. I'm talking Tiger 2000 compared to under this moon, Jonathan Bird. <laughs> Nobody's ever walked off hole and won a golf uh, a golf tournament before, except Jonathan Bird. Not even Tiger 2000. That's pretty gangster. So I'm play- I'm being put up yeah. against. I- I'm in a. I was in a bad situation, and I had to go play him. And man, it was just tough. I kind of. Kind of just knew it was going to happen. I tried my best, but man, he was a he was a veteran. Yeah, he stuck it to you pretty good. Um, but but I'm sure you draw on that a lot when you're in competition now. Like I'm sure final stage of Q school, you'll you, you'll easily be in the top 44 at this point. I feel like you're going to be like just saying, you know, I'm just going to win the thing. Like it doesn't really matter. You just want to get in the top 44, <laughs> but you're you're going to want to win it down the stretch. And I know you're going to draw on on the on the Jonathan Bird night golf situation. Hundred percent. The actual funny thing about that is, have you guys been to that Memphis tournament before? No. Nah. You know it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That eleventh hole is like completely. It's a complete island. It's not long, but it's a a little intimidating. But every time I got out there for the rest of the week, I was like, "Dude, you just did this in the dark." <laughs> so <laughs> we could yeah, probably do you it. You can in the do it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Max, let me ask you this: Who who do you think is the most interesting guy on the PGA Tour or the Web Tour? that you know most people don't know about um do a lot of, i mean i feel like a lot of people know about andres gonzalez he's he's pretty damn interesting um but i don't feel like he gets a ton of publicity uh he does have that fu manchu going for him yeah so that kind of yeah. helps him yeah. stick out but he is so funny and he is he's more energy than i've ever seen on anybody in my life so he's interesting um gosh i mean there's good interesting and then there's interesting interesting um i would say I like, Andre go, is go, interesting, go interesting interesting i, I want to hear that i mean he's too famous that bryson DeChambeau is pretty interesting <laughs> yeah he, he uh he, he's he's got it all kind of swirling around his brain um i gotta go dre man he's so funny it's hard to beat him colt knows he's he is the funniest um, he's a, he's a good Twitter follow. Yeah, man, yeah. he's the best. I've been lucky. I've known him forever. He's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so th- they're about right. For the most part, I feel like everybody now knows the, like all, all that, like the social media thing has helped so much of like spreading the word on who is, you know, kind of over the top funny and, and, and always joking around and who's more just like the golf, uh, the golf side of it. Um, and I think Dre does a good job of kind of, kind of blending in. But also, if you're ever around him, you will not stop laughing. What do you think? I mean, do you hear a lot from, you know, the I guess the uh, the trolls out there, or do you, you know, how do you handle that from a, you know, and even us, we talk about the DFS and the daily fantasy and and fantasy golf. Do you get any of that on Twitter, or are you just kind of uh, avoid all that? Yeah. Um... I got it plenty. The the tough thing for me, is, my first time ever when I first got out there uh, and started, you know, going on Twitter or whatever, you get a decent amount and it's funny. And, uh, you know, some of it's a little bit annoying, but I mean, who cares? You know, you if you're going to, if you're going to make fun of me behind a computer screen, I, I don't really, you know, it's not going to hurt me too bad. I don't really care what you think about me. Um, however, uh, what I will say did get a little annoying this year was that I, saw the uh somebody tagged me right before <laughs> the island and i had already had a terrible fall and uh just a terrible year in general but a terrible fall and i go to the island and somebody i, I just see my name pop up and something and, and it, i click on it and it he wrote like gosh who would have been the other name it was something like kevin kisner and max homa so i'm like oh okay i was like maybe like you know favorite golfer out at the week or something like that so i click on the thread and it said it said hey dfs guys um for a chance to win an extra 100 bucks uh in order name uh, who you think's gonna get first and last <laughs> so i get kevin uh, and then i look under and i have that like four or five times i'm not gonna lie that hurt a little bit <laughs> that didn't feel great <laughs> so that hurt but yeah the trolls they i mean they suck i don't think they understand how stupid it is 
Uh, but I like to respond every once in a while just to prove that, like, because most of the trolls are not smart. I mean, they're they're not smart people. So uh, at the very least, I, I might not be the greatest person ever with a driver in my hand, but I'm pretty good behind my own keyboard. So I like to at least police a little bit of it. But um, it just gets it gets old and it's just stupid. Um, it's just not. It, I, I don't get why you got to do it. Everybody's out there trying. I think Graham Dillette did a good job with those. With at least the fantasy side of it this this uh, this season, but I don't I don't oh, yeah. I don't get the fantasy BS about it and getting all mad, but um, that that just general troll they're they're the worst of all time. So yeah, those guys well, are all probably it. PR majors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Good point. Yeah, I thought I thought Graham did do a good job actually. We called him. We we want to have him on the show. We're we're trying. But, um, oh, he's great. So he, he's he's yeah. awesome, dude. So I read that if you weren't playing golf, you'd want to be a broadcaster. So a couple questions here. If you were a broadcaster, what sport would you like to call the most? And then, you know, as a follow-up to that also, you know, how would you change broadcasting, especially golf, if, if you're watching golf on TV? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh if, I mean, realistically, if, if I was going to broadcast, I'd broadcast golf just because I know the most about it. And I feel like I know a lot about the players and the mindset that goes into it. So I'd like to do that. I mean, if I could do anything in the world, uh, it would be football. But I mean, I'm not, I, I you know, I know that's not realistic. So if, if I could do golf, though, I really wish there, a, a few things. I really wish uh, more of the uh, in the booth broadcasters showed a little more emotion when somebody hit a great shot. Because I think that from uh, you know 180 yards and a guy hits it to 12 feet right of the pin, and it's back left. That's a phenomenal golf shot, like phenomenal. And they'll be like, okay, nice. You know, he took the the water out of play, and you're like, come on, dude. Like, he's he's 18 feet from the water now, 12 feet from the hole. Like, that's a phenomenal golf shot. You don't hear about it much unless the ball goes in. I feel like Verity and McCord did, have done great job on, on course of being like that is impossible. Like what he just did is impossible. Because then what happens is that the common golf fan who doesn't watch all the time just sees somebody get up there and stiff a five iron to 10, 15 feet and be like, oh, yeah, well, that's what he's supposed to do. And it's just not true. Like, that's, that that's, that's couldn't be farther from the truth. So uh, that, I would change that a little bit, uh, a little bit more emotion and stuff and, and setting up the golf shots for, for how hard they really are, um, not just kind of, oh, yeah, well, he's aiming – he hit it 12 feet left and he was probably aiming right there. Like that, that's just not, that's not enough for me. Uh, it's too hard to, to just, uh, basically create this whole expectation of the play of a professional golfer that, Oh yeah. I mean, he, you know, if he hits it to 30 feet, it was a complete whiff. And if he hits it to 12 feet, it was average. I just don't love that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's interesting that, that I, I would like to see it, you know, more of, of the players that are like just battling the cut line, you know, and they don't show that obviously. Yeah. Um, and who knows, maybe you'll see that more as a, as a, as a, as somebody who's done that about mm, 40 times in the last couple of years, the battling the cut line is the most interesting thing because you're not playing great golf clearly, but you're not playing bad. So, you know, you can do something and it's just a wet for like four or five holes. I, I, at the, uh, at the, uh, uh, Tiger or the Quicken Loans two years ago birdied my last five holes to make the cut on the nose and obviously didn't get any publicity for it and I, I didn't deserve it and nobody knows who I am and plus I mean it was at you know the last tea time of the week but I mean that was <laughs> that was exciting like that was some like fun golf from somebody you wouldn't know necessarily be watching for the rest of the week and I think that would be great if they could show a bit more on that they seem to like click, click over every once in a while and be like oh yeah this is to make the cut or something like that. And it's like, that's that winning a golf tournament is huge, but like making the cut, you have to make the cut. Like he, that, that's a major part. And it, at the very least you're, you know, you're talking about somebody, you know, making ten, twelve thousand $12,000 versus making zero and having to go home and figure out what they're going to do for four days. All right. So last question that I'm going to, I'm going to flip it over to David to get to in the native area. But in your PGA tour profile, it says lucky charm is your first tee ball marker. What is, what is that? What the hell is, is, is your lucky charm? Do you know what the first T is? The first T program? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so it's just that I did, I went and did, I really like what they do. And I went and did a couple things with them. And one of the, the, one of the kids gave me like a blue 
first tee ball marker and I used it forever or for like my whole senior year of college and then first year pro but then uh my caddy finally pointed out that uh it's a little bit too big and too bright so I just keep it in my bag now but um yeah it was uh it was just uh it was just a nice little memento that some some uh, young young kid gave me and I appreciated it and uh it says um it says respect on the back and that's always been a big thing learning about uh I had a terrible attitude growing up as a as a young golfer and uh the way I fixed it was I finally found out that it's disrespectful to your group if you're being a uh a dick pretty much because they're trying to you know make money like you're trying to make money so that's how I got it so it just kind of at the time it was nice to read a lot but yeah it's just that it's a uh, nothing special cool way to flip that around on it max uh, yeah, no, I thought it was going to be something, something like ridiculous, and no, it was uh, actually sentimental. Well, and Pat, <laughs> and Pat has is yet to learn that lesson when he's out on the course with me and and our our guys too. So that's that's good. Uh, that way to could, way to turn that around. One. one of the pillars, Thank, bud. Yeah, it's one of the pillars, right? <laughs> hey, do you ever do you get hit up by friends and family for clubs all the time? Or like, what happens to all the clubs you get, all the clothes you guys get? Like, what? What what happens to all that stuff? Do you save uh, all of it? Um, clothes, my the Travis Matthew clothes. I like uh, I like to like give to my roommate because we're you know about the same size. Um, uh, I'll give you know away to some of my friends if it's not too old. But the problem is with the golf clubs is like the other day I was playing and I played with these guys that I I don't I know but I don't play with too often and. Like, you know, do you have any extra wedges at home? Do you have any extra drivers? Do you have any extra this and that? I'm like, I do, but, like, they're old. Like, you don't want them. Like, I stopped using them because they're old. Um, The only thing I have that is new at home are putters, and I'm not giving away a a Scotty Cameron too easily. You need to to earn that. (laughs) So, um, it's just tough. I I feel bad doing it, um, but... We don't just get free, like, I mean, we, we, you probably could, but I don't just get free golf clubs and then just never touch them. Like, they're, there's a, like, I start using them and I, I, st- I stop using something because it's freaking, you know, old and the grooves are dead. So, uh, I don't like giving away, uh, golf clubs for that matter. I don't want to look like the guy that gave away, like, you know, a year old set of irons. Um, and then was like, you know, it just, I feel like it's not very, it's not as, uh, polite. You would want to kind of be like, hey, you know, I can help you get, a set or or a set of wedges or whatever but yeah it just kind of goes into the abyss i guess i mean i eventually will i'm i have these wedges in my garage right now that are just really old and i really need to just throw them out but i feel bad about just dumping them so maybe i'll find a poor sucker that doesn't care and something but for the time being they just sit there interesting i've always wondered about that all right max we are going to take you into the native area segment on our podcast and we have a, a, a guest on and we just like to throw out some random questions. Um, we've talked some golf-related stuff, but we want to talk about some stuff off the course as well. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to pass on a question if you like. We've uh, had, have we had someone pass a I think, didn't we just have one person pass one? Did Lawrence Pines pass on a question? I think he may have. I don't remember. Maybe we've had one person pass. I don't, we, we should keep a better record of that, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're in the native area, so you, you know you're not sure what you're going to get. Your lie is questionable. So um, we're going to end the sh- we're going to end the podcast with the native area, and I'm going to get it started. Um, Max, what is the most what's the most memorable like what what's the what's your favorite podcast or radio interview that you've ever done? That I've ever done. Um, mm-hmm. Hardest answer here is this one. Well, right. Well, yeah, I know you're going to say that, but no. This was not uh, over yet, but you can't make that judgment. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, I really enjoyed doing the No Laying Up podcast. That was really fun. Uh, it was kind of early, so they were they weren't getting like the Rory's yet. So uh, I felt pretty cool at the time, and that was really fun. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go with that. Actually, Max, I, I teed you up for that question for two reasons. One, that answer. So um, I was gonna say, you know, there's something that you and the tour junkies have in common and that is that we've both been forgotten by now by Solly at no laying up as early oh, yeah, podcast guests now that he's got rory on so because we were actually I mean, on no brainer you can't be mad about that <laughs> no i'm not mad about it i'm not mad about it um we were actually on like three episodes after you in april you were on in I february remember. we were on in april of 2016 yeah 
and they still have our they still have our old logo up on the website too. I saw that last night. Oh man! But yeah, you got, you guys yeah. are salty now, huh? <laughs> we're a little. I'm a little salty. A little salty. Now this guy's doing great things. I figured that was what you were going to say. The second reason I asked that question is to tee you up for the next one. Is okay. there a worst podcast or radio interview that you've ever done that you would disclose? Like, what was just the most awkward, just weird or dumb? cliche interview does it have to be a radio could just be regular i lost i lost against thomas peters uh at nationals for the team event in the semis in 20 holes and i mean i was i don't cry very often uh, at all and i was i lost it and they asked me to do a couple interviews and i uh, had to sit and do a damn interview while there's just like red and tears coming down my eyes and i feel so bad because the entire team we had like the best year ever and the entire team was basically you know watching and relying on me to win and i didn't do it and that one stuck because i said who wants to watch some poor 22 year old just ball and second of all it's not like i was giving great content at the time so that one wasn't that wasn't fun or was it and it just sits on youtube and i hate it i just hate it (laughs) Yeah, that's um, that, that that would not be fun. I, Thomas Peters, if you're out there listening, screw you, man. Screw you. He, he, I wish he was. I wish he was more of a dick, so I could actually hate him. But he's pretty nice. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, have, be honest. Have you ever Googled yourself? What's up, golf addicts? Hope you're enjoying the Max Homa interview so far. Before we find out if Max has ever Googled himself, if you enjoy liquor, if you enjoy fine spirits, whether it's whiskeys, bourbons, vodkas, gins, scotch, whatever it is, we want to tell you about Flaviar.com, F-L-A-V-I-A-R.com. Flaviar is the world's largest online club for spirits enthusiasts. Their goal is to basically help people discover and experience spirits in a new and fun way. They have over 15,000 rare, hard-to-find spirits at their disposal, right? So here's the deal. we got a couple things we want to tell you guys about as the weeks go on. But the number one thing is you sign up with Flaviar.com, and you're going to get a themed tasting box that lets you try different spirits. If you like them, you can go on Flaviar's site and have access to these rare and hard-to-find spirits and buy the full bottles at a discount, right? Super cool. The really cool thing about this is they have a vault. This vault is full of hard-to-find, rare spirits from all over the world, okay, in all those different categories. If you want one of those one of those spirits, they open the vault once a month to members only. When they open the vault, you have access to go online, add your, your spirit, and buy straight from the website. It's super cool. It's a fantastic way to try new stuff, impress your friends, look really a lot more important than you are, which Pat and I enjoy doing a lot. And here's the thing. Christmas is around the corner. You can do this for yourself or as a gift. It's a fantastic gift. It's really even not that expensive. It's $60 for the for a quarter, and it's $210 for the year. You can cancel any time with no stress. They usually have a waiting list for this, but they have arranged a backdoor offer just for our listeners. So if you go to flaviar.com slash exclusive, F-L-A-V-I-A-R.com slash exclusive, and use the coupon code Tour Junkies, all one word. You can get into the club, join myself and Pat, and let's experiment with some rare podcast juices from around the world. It's perfect for us. It's it's just absolutely perfect. So check it out. We appreciate those guys partnering with us. For now, back to the Max Homa interview. I wonder if he's Googled himself. Let's find out. Of course. Okay, okay. okay. Anybody who has not Googled, Googled themselves is such a liar. I've Googled myself. Um, <laughs> I mean, not a lot because there's not a lot of good on there, but I've Googled it. I don't think Pat's ever, Pat doesn't know how to Google yet. Pat, have you ever, you know what Google is? <laughs> I've Googled myself. Of course you I have. have. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever why? Googled yeah. myself. Seriously. Why Why would I you need have... to Google myself? There's nothing on me. Well, I don't have anything but on maybe, me. But, but hey, still... hold on. But maybe there is. That's the whole maybe point. All the fame and, maybe all the fame and fortune from TJ finally caught up with me. Yeah, maybe or, you're missing out on a lot of opportunities, and you're just kind of you're just assuming that 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 you're not famous and on there. Huh? Or maybe maybe there's another David Barnett out there who's interesting. Ooh, no, more interesting than you? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Max, you're in style. <laughs> part, 
part two of that question, have you ever Google imaged yourself? Oh, yeah, but I have a, no, multiple reasons. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> back when I used to have an Instagram, I would Google myself after a good tournament so I could post something that somebody took of me. <laughs> nice. So that, was, that was wonderful. But other times, I mean, I have had to use it because people ask me for a picture of myself and I don't have any on my phone. So I'll just send them a, a Google image. <laughs> Well, you know, I was Google. I always like to Google image everybody we talk to, and even though I know like what you look like, but I always like to do that. And and I found yesterday you're you're kind of interesting. Like there's some there, there's something weird about you, and and it's and it's the fact that there are literally zero pictures of you with a female on Google. Like zero. <laughs> you, you scroll as you're scrolling down. I'm like, oh, surely there's going to be like an old one of like him and his high school flame or something. And I'm scrolling down, and there's nothing. Like, you get the pictures of Billy Horschel and Pimp Strap Tiger Woods at the Ryder Cup at, at Hazeltine are on your Google image. If you Google image Max Homa, you get two pictures of Billy Horschel and Pimp Strap Tiger, and then, <laughs> and then, and then no, no more Max Homa. Zero pictures of you and a lady. Are, are you, do you like girls yet? Are you there yet? Like, what's going on, Max? We, we want to know about your dating life and what's going on. You're in L.A. There are, there are <laughs> ladies everywhere. You're about to be 27. According to PJ Tour, it says you're 6'2", 175, which probably means you're 6'1", 175. Like, you're a golfer? Like, what's the deal, man? Tell us. Dude, uh, I'm like Derek Jeter, man. It's hard. I, I'm, I'm nice and discreet. <laughs> like, I keep it, uh, keep my personal life as uh, personal as I can. Um, I have a girlfriend. Uh, I just don't need to oh, okay. post about her all over the internet. And I don't have an Instagram, which helps a whole lot. So, um, okay. yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not one to, I also don't, I don't, I don't understand why people have to always go out and take a picture everywhere they go. Um, I'd like to just live it a little bit, but, um, I'm glad you noticed that. Uh, I guess I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Respect, man. I, I mean, I was a little <laughs> concerned. I'm like, this, this is, this is weird. <laughs> no, Cause I mean, literally you Google anyone, Google image, any golfer, you scroll enough, you're going to get you know, the pictures, and, and you're, you're right, a lot of it's probably off of Instagram, um, and no Instagram account for you. That's that's odd, right? For a 20, 20 almost 27-year-old or pro guy, like, why no Instagram? You're just not a fan? I, I cut it I cut it out. I, I hate, uh, I mean, I'm a millennial, but I just hate millennials, and that is the most millennial thing <laughs> there is, because I just don't think that nobody cares what I about what I'm about to eat. Nobody cares where I'm going. Nobody cares pretty much about anything on Instagram that unless it's something like I, 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 like I won or accomplished. And even then, it's just every single thing is a humble brag. And I get it that if you're a Justin Thomas or, 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 or uh, you know, Jordan Spieth or somebody big time that, you know, you have fans that actually want to see where you're going, what you're doing, and the lifestyle that you lead. I don't lead an interesting enough lifestyle. So every picture you would see me post, I got sick of because I realized I'm just bragging to the world about what I'm doing. I'm bragging that I'm in Vegas. I'm bragging that, you know, MGM's putting on a function that I'm in or whatever it is. Like, and I got sick of that. Um, and I wasn't going to, like I said, I don't want to give up a bunch of my personal life. So I'm not going to take a bunch of pictures of my family and whatnot. So, I mean, it just, it just, it's just disgusting these days. People take pictures of everything just to show to their friends to show that they're having a better time than you are. I hate that. I got so sick of that. So I cut it out like a year ago, and it feels so good. Uh, I respect that, Max. I respect that. That's good. That's good. Well, so you got a girlfriend. Well, you're in L.A., so, like, who's your celebrity crush that, like, I'm sure your girlfriend's a great girl, but your celebrity crush. <laughs> She said I could have a pass on Jennifer Aniston if I ever <laughs> can get there. But is that can, is that is that your celebrity? That would be the one. Yeah, I mean it's changing these days because like the, the clock yeah. is ticking. Um, yeah, I mean it used to be Jennifer now, Aniston for all of us, buddy. Now it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would it be now? Damn, that's a hard question. There's so many in Los Angeles and in the the, the country. I love. Oh, who was that? Did you guys see the Transformers movie uh, after Megan Fox got dumped? Not after Megan Fox. Accent, the Australian chick, whoever, whatever her okay. name is. Okay. Now that I said, I also love Megan Fox. <laughs> yes. 
Well, I, I just, um, my wife and I just, just, I had to, had to inform her. She's always known mine to be Carrie Underwood, but oh, recently, okay. recently it's changed. Um, you know, you can you evolve, right? You evolve. And, yeah. uh, now it's, now it's Tori Kelly. Do you know Tori Kelly? Oh, the singer with the crimp hair? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Big fan yeah, of her. That's not a bad choice there. That's pretty good. You see her play electric guitar in a skirt? Yeah, <laughs> I got no no clue who that is. Yeah, you, you well, you'll yours, you'll Google him. What's, what's yours then? Was it, what's I your fat Barbara Streisand? <laughs> I'd go I'd go back to Jennifer Aniston. I mean, look, I'm I'm forty it's hard now. She's you know kind of around my age, so I, I'd go I'd uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, you Man. definitely have a shot too. Now since, since she's around your age. <laughs> yeah. So speaking. Uh, so, all right, go ahead. Well, I, I got more questions about Max uh, off the course game. Like, Max, when you were when you were a single guy on tour, what's your move? Like, were you did, did you did you get did you pick up a girl on the golf course? Did you pick up a girl after? Like, and what have you seen? What's kind of the, the craziest thing you've seen these young single guys on tour do as far as getting getting ladies? Well, I, I've been dating my girl for a long time, so I, I never I never was part okay, of, good of man. the whole golf ball throwing thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of crazy, but I will say that it, it is funny how simple it can be for some people. Like it is, it is, uh, uh I always thought the golf ball throwing with the phone number on it was the cheesiest thing ever, but it, it works a lot from what I hear, um, <laughs> a lot. And you just think it just sounds like the corniest thing. It's so nerdy. You're handing them a golf ball. Like, they don't want the golf ball. They don't care. And you put your number on it. It's just terrible. But that seems to work a lot. That's a huge go-to from what I've heard. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I did find that from the stories and stuff uh, from, from, some, from some of the other guys that I don't really go out to the bars much during the, the week or whatever, but I, I know that there are certain tour stops where that is a – you will find um, some sort of – whatever you want to call it, golf fan groupie uh, at certain bars in certain cities. So um, that uh, I think that's what makes it so easy. I think they know where everybody goes if they want to want to meet up with some sort of golfer. All you guys right, were so, the ones that tweeted at me and asked me who had the most game and least game, right? Was that us? Was that you guys? Oh, yeah. and, the, and I said it was Kevin Tway had the worst and you guys got all sad because you couldn't believe it. Oh that yes, you? that that was a, that was a while ago. Yeah, you guys didn't catch my complete sarcasm after I said Bryson. <laughs> oh really? Oh okay. <laughs> you guys said who has Twitter. the most and who has the least, and I said Bryson, and then I said Kevin Sway has the least, and Kevin's one of my best friends, uh, and he does <laughs> he does just fine. <laughs> so I, I didn't know if you guys caught caught that I was being uh, a little bit uh, hard to uh, you know hard to pick that up on on Twitter. Yeah. We didn't know your boy, we didn't know your boys with Kevin Sway. No, We've I heard, uh, we had a caddy tell us Seamus Towers got a lot of game. Yeah, Gino said that. Uh, I don't know a whole bunch Gina, about yeah. Seamus, um, but, I mean, it can't be hard with the accent. I feel like it's cheating with the accent. It's, that's it not is, fair. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I used to hang, my old roommate was from New Zealand, and, like, the moment he started talking, I was already pushed to the side. It wasn't fair. <laughs> You're a wing, instant wingman. <laughs> yeah, uh, instantly, and I'm like, I, I'm interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I got a question here. This, this is, this really, this, this is from my heart, you know, because I'm, I, I mentioned I'm over 40 now. So, you know, this, this comes up for me and I, I just need to know <laughs> when, you know, what do you do when you need to take a shit like really bad during the round? I mean, cause that concerns me. During I the mean, round. <laughs> like what's, what's the process for that? I mean. Is it different if you're a web guy or a PGA guy? I mean, or, or, or is it, you know, per event? I mean, what's going on? It really just makes me nervous. I, I need to hear what, what I'm going to, you know, not me, but what, what you got to do when you got to just take this big dump. Uh, I have been lucky and not had to deal with that too bad, but I will say that there are some times in South America where it gets a bit dicey um, and you're drinking <laughs> that water and eating that food. Uh, because it can come on you pretty quick. Uh, I think you have... Here's my advice. Instead of getting a yardage guide before the round, get a map and map out 
the bathroom situation and know uh. where you can where you, where you can make a stop before there's a big lull. It's kind of like when they say that the next gas station on the freeway isn't for 80 miles, so you should probably, you know, get some gas before you run out. Like, that's how you need to start start living your golfing life. And, you know, preparation is very important. And I think that you might need to start, you know, diving into this side of the, the, side of the mental game uh, before you, you know, you hit too many more golf balls on the range. Pro tip. Mm. Pro tip. Yeah, yeah that's a pro tip. I like that. I like that. Excellent okay. Advice. Uh, I'm going to use that. Um, <laughs> all right. So you're, you're, you're about to get in a fight. Now, I'm sure you're, you may be a lover, not a fighter, but I, I need to know what's the jam that could come on that's going to get you through this fight? <laughs> I get background music? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need, yeah. Uh, it's like Street Fighter. DMX. DMX. Uh, DMX. Uh, Rough Riders. <laughs> come on. That's yes. got to get going. I do have a really fun, one funny story about that. Golfers don't fight very often, so don't 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 get me for some tough guy. But I was at, at a tournament once, and we uh, finished. And one of my friends, uh, I think it was the night, uh, I can't remember, but somebody did something good. So we went out and had some drinks, and I was with some of my friends, and I'm over talking to a few people, and I turn around, and my friend is nose to nose with another guy uh, at, right next to the bar, and his friend who is enormous i mean he's six seven is standing to the like over my friend and there's another friend is left and i'm like oh god and i go walking over there i'm pretty much walking over there just knowing i'm gonna get my ass beat but i was like i gotta at least help here a little bit and i get over there and i get about there and i'm ready to take one to the face and i hear no no dude i'm six foot one no no i'm six foot and they're measuring each other in the in the in the bar to see who was called <laughs> I, you I thought they were nose to nose ready to fight. Oh, I thought they were nose to nose ready to fight. I looked at the guy on the to the right that's six seven. And I said, I thought I was about to just get my ass kicked by you. <laughs> I'm really glad that, <laughs> the that we we found ourselves in. Remember when he used to pray at the end of every album that the last song would be a prayer? No, I never actually was even old enough to be allowed to buy the albums. I just know that. Oh, every, have you heard him do the the jingle or the the Christmas songs? <laughs> that's that's no. actually. Oh man, look that up. Well, Rough Riders obviously is a jam and it's a it's a classic. But then he yeah. uh, he and to me, once I got old enough, his he got most famous for uh, doing all the Christmas songs in his <laughs> in his voice. It's pretty good. No way, I've not heard that. See, I'm I'm yeah, an OG BMX guy, man. I I was buying his albums when they were fresh. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> all right, sorry, Pat, I hijacked I'm, that. Go ahead. Uh, that's all right. I'm kind of tuned out there. On the on the DMX talk. Um, all right. Other than Twitter, what three apps on your phone get used the most? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna look. Fantasy football. Okay. I'm in a. I'm in a. Oh, Yahoo Sports. Oh, in the weather app. That was that was only two. We need one more. He said fancy football on the oh. Yahoo app. Fancy football, Yahoo Sports, weather. Okay. All right. I thought you I thought Yahoo and fantasy football were one and the same. But, but okay. All right. So we know you're a big office fan. What is your favorite office office episode? Oh, and also I want to know what golfer friends you have that would Yeah. What was the second part of that question? You just rocked my world. <laughs> All right, so after you figure out what your favorite is, what golfer friend do you have is most like Dwight Schrute? <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. I gotta think about that. All right, my favorite episode, I got 10,000, but my favorite episode, one of my favorite episodes got to be when uh, uh, when uh, Michael roasts the whole office and he does the boom roasted. I know it's a it's, it's a very popular one, but that thing had me crying. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, <laughs> that is a good one. My other favorite might be when Dwight finally pranks back Jim, and he's walking through the 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 parking lot with all the snowmen, and he knows Dwight's in one of them, and he's whacking all of them, and Dwight's <laughs> just standing up top on the roof, <laughs> just shaking his head. That gets me pretty good. Uh, oh, awesome. All right. Okay. My oh gosh, this is so hard. Dwight 
one of my one of my friends that I golf with that's a lot like Dwight. Oh man, there's nobody quite like Dwight Schrute. Um, impossible. This is impossible. There's nobody like it. Um, who can I just make fun of for being weird? I'm gonna go with Hagee. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's kind of like that. He's he's very responsible. Uh, I could go with that because I can prank him anytime. That's easy. It's easy. He he's a great assistant to the regional manager. He's oh, like very responsible and like, exactly. He a, he's the most responsible he like, person I ever met. He's like fifty years old going already going on, or he's he's a uh, twenty six going on fifty. Is he like kissing ass to Tim Fincham all the time? You think when he sees Tim? I mean, not Tim, uh, Jay Monahan. He's like, be. that's awesome. He's, he's, he's so smart. He probably gets the whole business out of the PJ Tour while everybody else is just out there, you know, too busy trying to figure out how to put it into the hole. And he's like, oh, this is so easy. I'm going to also learn about the the business side so I can one day be the commissioner of the PJ Tour. I could see that for him. Yes. What's the weirdest thing a fan has ever asked you to sign? Or or to do. Um, well, these days anything because if you want me to sign something, your priorities are. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they think you're Billy Horschel. They they Google image <laughs> you before and they think you're Billy Horschel. I, I get. I've walked to tees before. I actually remember the last time I was at the Valero. I walked to tees and people think that I'm Dustin Johnson, and I die laughing because first of all, I'm never in a good tee time. Second of all, I'm about four inches taller than him. Third of all, I wear Travis Matthew wears all Adidas. He yep. jacked. I, I'm just like, guys, you got to figure this out. I mean, if you want me to that sign over, so I'll write on your baby or whatever. But <laughs> idea. Uh, I've never actually had to sign anything too weird. Uh, I will say that, um, like, when people bring a different type of ball or or something like that's always weird. Uh, you get a lot in, in South America where you sign kind of random stuff, but I just think that's because they don't like, you know, it's not like they have a ton of like golf gloves and stuff just laying around. So, um, nothing too weird, but like I said, anything these days I'll, I'll sign make boost my confidence. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, I got one and one more and I'll let David kind of wrap us up. So, James Corden is getting you into the uh, in carpool karaoke. I'm sure you've seen that. Oh, hell yeah. What, that's my favorite. What what two songs are you singing? I'm doing Hot in Here by Nelly. Yikes. <laughs> well, throwback. Yeah. Okay. Throwback. And, I'm, and I'm doing... Uh, you want like a newer song? What is a new song? Whatever, whatever you, man. Whatever's you. My favorite singer of all time is Alicia Keys. So really, I'm doing uh song do I like this thing? No one. I sing no one because I could belt it as loud as I want, and in my car it sounds phenomenal. Wow, Max. <laughs> wow, I, that's a tough song. She, she's up there. Like she can sing up there a little bit. Yeah, I'm yeah, having a hard you know, time. It turns I'm into a, hard it, time. It turns a lot of respect in the car. She she gets it. You know, she kind of lets me go, and I let her go, and. We kind of we kind of find the harmony some, somewhere in there. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you're a '90s hip hop fan. You, you into some '90s <laughs> I didn't hip-hop? even know I was. I am. I guess I've listened right, to a lot well, of backspin on serious learning, learning more about old school music. Backspin with Sway, isn't he on that? No, he's on um, uh, Stage Forty Five. Uh, Sway, 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 Sway in the morning. Yeah, um, dude. I, <laughs> We're old enough to remember when Sway was just some DJ on MTV. Like you don't, you wow. probably don't even remember that. Yeah, but oh, that just um, old. <laughs> yeah, it is. But that's cool, man. DMX and the St. Lunatics and Nelly. Those were those were my boys coming up. I was kind of the hip hop yeah, yeah. guy. Pat's not really a hip hop guy. Hey, hey yeah, did you ever see Pat? You ever see Pat's video on our Twitter of him rapping to Gangsta's Paradise? No, no. Okay, we're gonna have to tag I'm you. We're gonna, I'm already cringing. It <laughs> is. Good. It is way worse than what you are picturing in your head. It is. And I we're gonna have to tag you in that. Yeah, please yeah, do. I, I got to. I was see thinking that. it was so good. Yeah, he lost <laughs> a. We. He lost a bet, and that's what I made him do. He had to memorize a verse and a hook from uh, a song of our choice. We had our listeners kind of bet on it or vote on it. And uh, he did it, and it was really, really bad. He has zero rhythm. He can't hear the beat. It's it's terrible. 
So we'll be sure to tag you on that. You, you got to give me credit, though, for the hair. The hair yeah, thing yeah, where it, I had the... Yeah, he did the hair. Did you put gel in it? Do you guys have gel in the South? I, I always want to ask that. <laughs> David yeah. has it. David knows where to find it. I, I, I'm not sure where are, it is. Are you, referring to like the, are you referring to like the Southern Boy swoop with like Pat Rock? And like Pat and Kazire and Kisner and all yeah, those boys. You guys don't know yeah. what product. Like you, you don't have to just let it lay there. Like you can do. You can do something with it. <laughs> You're allowed. Uh, Max, I do. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> you don't know. Like I, I do that. Um, I'm. No, a little, I'm, I know. I know. But but God, man, it's just everybody just has the same little the southern the hair. Yeah, the swoop. The the yeah, man. Holly Schneider Dan. Yep. Way, Way calls Bobby Wyatt uh, dry hair. That's his whole nickname. <laughs> That's it. Bobby we Wyatt. Bet, we, we had a bet last year, Trey Molnack and Tway, that if, I can't remember what had to happen, but Trey would uh, put gel in his hair and uh, get skinny jeans uh, if Tway did something good, I think. But it never <laughs> it never happened, and I wish it would have. David, that That's might awesome. need to be one of our, that could be one of our next bets. <laughs> that could be change it up. I'd be willing to change I've, it up. I've lost a bet to Pat, and I had to wear pleated pants for a day, and it was horrible. <laughs> um, I did that. Yeah, I had to do really that too. Look. Yeah, that. Before Pat met me, that was his look. I mean, I, in fact, I remember uh, Pat. One of the first times we hung out, we played golf or something, and and you made fun of me. We were riding down the fairway or something, and you had. You you made fun of me about something, and I already had been thinking it. And when you made fun of me, I was just like, "All right, I'm going to let him know." I'd already been thinking about your pleated shorts, and when you ripped on me, I instantly was like, "Yeah, all right. Well, uh, I'm not wearing pleated dockers out here on the golf course." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's been a joke ever since. It is yeah, but, bad, bad, bad look. Um. Hmm. So if we're in your town, man, if we're if we're out in LA, you live like outskirts of LA, kind of. Is that right? I live in Long Beach. Long Beach, LBC. If we're LBC, out in the LBC baby. and you're treating us to dinner and drinks, where are we going? What are we eating? And what's what's like Max Homa's drink? What's the choice? What are you going to uh, treat us to? Uh, I'll treat you guys. Well, if we're going to dinner, well, what kind? Of, you guys. Want want like really good food, or you want like what it's, I eat? It's, no, it's whatever. It's whatever. If if we're in LBC for a night, and you got to show us LBC, and we're gonna go to one spot, you pick it out. It's up to you. All right, we're going to Riley's on Second Street, uh, where we can watch every uh, every game there is. Uh, we're gonna have a beer there and uh, some dinner. So you guys can get burgers, uh, whatever you want. And then after that, we're going next door to Shannon's, which is a dive bar. And you guys are going nice. to drink uh, my friend and my friend Peter's drink, which is uh, tequila, a uh, little bit of orange juice, and a little bit of Sprite. And we're going to drink about 100 of those. Yikes. And, uh, yeah, so, and you have to drink about 100 so that you no longer feel uh, the disgustingness of the bar that we are currently in. Um, and once that, you know, sets aside, then we, you know, walk down the street and we get pizza and then we, uh, sleep till uh, as late as we possibly can and try to do it again in the morning. Dear God, Max. Yeah. Max yeah. is trying to get us killed or knock us up. Yeah. The, tequila? Mm. Tequila. That's Max. all I drink now. I used to be a big, uh, a Jack, Jack Daniels fan and, uh, that, that, uh, had to stop. <laughs> so I had to go to something a little more clear. Well, yeah, but still, that's uh, that's potent, man. That's that's impressive. I've I've I'm looking forward to that. One of these days, we'll have to make that happen. Pat is a good time with any amount of liquor. He's a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Max, have you ever? Be honest now, and and you're not going to hurt our feelings. Have you ever listened to our podcast? Of course, I listen to Lawrence Hines, Gino, and Kisner. Okay, okay, I think that might be it. But yeah, I listen to those. Um, I love Kizer. He's always funny, but the, I, I my favorite was probably Gino, just because I know him and he's not a, you know, as well known as Kiz. So it's nice to people, you know, start understanding how funny he is. Oh, he's a trip. He yeah. is a trip. Well, thanks for listening, man. We appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on. Um, our listeners can follow you on Twitter, which we highly recommend. A great Twitter follow. I know you get asked about that all the time, but we just 
<laughs> There's nothing we can say other than you need to follow. You need to follow Max on Twitter. It's at MaxHoma23. And uh, we're definitely going to be following you at Final Stage of Q School in a couple weeks, pulling for you there and working your way, you know, back up the web and, and get on the PJ Tour, man, because you're a winner. Like, I, I know a lot of uh, – I've heard some tour pros say that, that uh, you know, Max Homa is, is a guy who can get on tour and win. So that's what we that's what we love to see, man, and we're hoping for you. We'd love to have you back on, too. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. I love I love being on. Uh, I love what you guys do. It's really fun, uh, taking a little lighter side on golf. And, um, you know, I love listening. So I, I appreciate being on this thing and hope you guys keep, do- keep doing your thing. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.